1: Hey, 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 we're black, we're back, we're brown. Hi, <laughs> hey, Mandy. What's up, Tiff? A little shaky
2: on the dismount there. I know,
1: I was, I was like, <laughs> wait, what's my order? What's my line? Line.
2: <laughs> are we black, or are we back? Which one comes first?
1: I know, I don't know, and usually I, you know, I got it, it's okay, we're, we're in here. We're in cheer. How have you been? I've been great, you
2: know, making, making moves per usual, trying to wake up from the Super Bowl um, I'm still like half asleep cause it was the boringest event in all of history, but you know, it's nice to have snacks.
1: <laughs> I didn't even, honestly, I spent the day at like my parents' house helping, um, well, Superman put all the stuff together. You know, your parents say, can you come fix this one thing? Three hours later, the whole house is done.
2: <laughs> and this That's is why that. I moved states because <laughs> no, this is, my brother is the one that my dad calls.
1: Yeah, ah, uh, I just like yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, he didn't mind, which is nice, you know. But still, I was like, I told my mom, I'm like, just the door, mommy, just the door. She looked <laughs> at me like, girl, bye. I'm not even speaking to you. You don't even do anything. I'm speaking to your husband. <laughs> so he said he loves it. He his mom passed away um, when his 20, so he's like, you know, your parents are my parents. So I was oh, like, oh, that's nice. is right? a great one? Yeah. Like your husband's nicer than you are. You're like, I know, because <laughs> I was sure like she'll just get this door done and have to wait. <laughs> I was like. Mm. If you say so. <laughs> no, but it was awesome. But I'm super excited. Speaking about good men, I'm excited because we've got an awesome guest today. Correct though?
2: Yeah, I've actually you we've both kind of known Ash Cash, the man, the myth, the legend. Going on <laughs> a few years now, when did you first meet Ash? What's your Ash story?
1: You know, I don't even remember. You know, I feel like I've always known Ash. You know what I mean? You yeah. know, you're just like, I can never not remember. Honestly, I'm like, well, Ash, if you remember our, like, I don't, honestly, I don't know if it was
3: FinCon. I don't know uh, before Fin. you don't remember? It was, uh, I remember. I remember this, I remember. It was, uh, Who? what year was this? It had to be, Who? 2000 I forget what year it was oh great you're both but, bad at you know memory But uh, right, but it was a it <laughs> was a
1: potential event wow you have a great memory she does, does not I can't remember the little people
3: <laughs> you <laughs> said you FinCon FinCon was like, <laughs> I was like know. last year no, I'm <laughs> the worst
1: I'm the worst I wasn't even at FinCon last year but yeah. anyway if you don't know who we're speaking to and of Ash Cash is a personal finance expert he's a speaker radio TV um, but honestly he's like really like my brother from another mother um, he is super inspiring he was in the banking industry for about a decade worked his way up from a teller to a um, manager and then uh, was a CEO what is it when you're when you basically run a credit union president yeah.
3: CEO yeah, I was the CEO of a credit union. Yep. That's
1: incredible, you know, incredible. Um, And just recently he, so just like me, I, well, I ended up losing my home during the Great Recession and Ash was on the verge of that. Um, but there was a program he used that helped him save his home. And recently he sold that home for a huge Windfall. So that's what we have oh. been to talk about today. Yes. Um. So we're just really happy to have him. You. You'll. You'll know him. His tagline is "Mind Right Money Right" or "Mind Right Life Right." I mean, but "Mind Right" is kind of like how it's
3: like my live richer. So thank you
1: for yes. joining us.
3: No, nah, thank you so much for having me. I. You. You know when we always connect, it's always great energy. Yes. Um And and Mandy has been on on my radio show, and she has great energy. So oh, I cheated her, Mandy. Yeah. When did you go on the show? I didn't know that. First
2: of all, you knew that. Um yeah, I, know. I think we were supposed to be on it together, but whatever. Yeah, uh yeah. We won't go into your bad memories. Yeah, like, and, and, and that's. What, I, I, was,
3: I wasn't going to say anything, but it was <laughs> supposed. Tiff was supposed to be on there as well. But I thought it was they, supposed they to be both our of last us. Last minute, so Mandy he <laughs> held it down. You know, but let me dial
2: it back. Then let me dial it back. We're <laughs> here. We're here to mend fences. We're not trying to dig <laughs> up. Let's focus on the yes. the man himself. So Ash, I mean. Yeah. I think you have so much going on. I mean, Tiff didn't even mention the fact that how many
3: books have you written? Seven, 10? Uh, seven books, yep, seven. I'm, at, I'm at number seven now.
2: Well, forget all that for a second because beyond your financial expertise, I'm just mostly interested in your personal story and your real estate experience. So take us back to when you and your wife first decided to buy a home. It was in New York, right, in the Bronx?
3: Yep, it was, uh, New York, in the Bronx, the uh, Wakefield area. Who uh, we were we were young, so it's it's funny. Uh, because my wife and I have been together for 15 years, married for 11. Um, and when we first met, uh, you know, we we met at work actually. So so my, you know, I work I, I worked at Chase. Uh, I was a banker at the time. She was a teller. Um, and we and we, you know, we met. We dated for about. I mean, we we knew each other for about two years before we started dating. Um, and so as we started to date, uh, we were thinking about. I want to say we were together like four or five years, or four years. Um and then uh, we had the news that we were gonna have my, my daughter. Um, and so at the time, you know, we had planned this big wedding. We were gonna go to uh, we were gonna have a destination wedding, we were gonna get married in Jamaica and all this stuff. And my wife, you know, flash out to her uh, being financially savvy, said, You know, why are we gonna spend all of this money to entertain other people? You know, and she she jokingly said. You know what how about we just take all this money that we were going to pay for this wedding let's buy a house and if we last 10 years then we'll have the wedding after the 10 years and you know I said oh that sounds like a great idea and so we like literally uh we were we were tw- she was 24 I was 25 uh we bought our first home um and we you know we we bought the house in the Bronx uh Wakefield uh area uh you know again I was I was already you a banker. I was already in banking, and so financially, that just made sense for me. Um, and instead of buying a home, that was just a single parent, single family home. We, we bought a a two family home, you know, thinking that we can either, you know, rent it out or, um, you know, have, you know, maybe, you know, you know, at the time, um, her mother lived in the Bronx so we were thinking about maybe, you know, having, you know, my, uh, my mother-in-law live with us so that she could help take care of the the baby. And so that's what, that's what we wound up doing. And so we bought the home, um, I want to say 2007, um, and good timing, good timing. Yeah, Seems yeah, like yeah. a good think, way to spend money then. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and at the height though, right? So this is right when, you know, you know, the real estate bubble, you know, you know, everything was pricey. Um, and so, you know, we bought the house then, um, how much was then, it? Uh, it was 425 at the time. Okay. So $425,000, uh, for two family home, uh, in the Bronx and, uh, man, two, 2008 hit, uh, 2009 and we lost a lot of, uh, you know, we lost a, a, a lot of value in the home. Um, like literally, you know, the house was worth, you know, 425 when we bought it by 2009, two years later, the house was worth about $250,000. Wow.
2: And you had taken out a mortgage. So how much mortgage did you have
3: at the time? So at the time, so we uh, we took out we used the FHA loan, um, and so we had put down um you know the, the i want to say like 10 percent or, or maybe less than that we i want to say we put a, put a, put down about twenty thousand which is less than 10 percent right so yeah, we put we put down a lot about like 20 uh twenty thousand so you know our mortgage was was around like 400 you know four hundred thousand four 407 some somewhere along those lines i don't remember right. exactly the numbers but it was it was 400 and some change is what our mortgage was right. um and you know and so so each you know each month we were we were paying a a hefty payment I, you know, I want to say um, close to twenty five hundred dollars, if I if I'm not mistaken, was our was our mortgage.
2: And yet, your house
3: is worth like one
2: hundred and fifty k less than
3: that. Than what we, yep. Than yeah. what we were paying, yep. Do you remember what your interest rate was back then that you locked in? Um. So luckily, I want to say that I had I was working at the bank. Um so I was uh, at the time that I, we bought the house I was a private banker w- working at a, a Bank of America and so I want to say it was it might have been like 5 6% something like that So somewhere along those lines like 5 6% yeah
2: So what happened I mean what was the worst when was like the bottom for you guys when you realized what in what terrible shape you were and then how did you bounce back what did Mass- you do
3: So so So, uh, so right around, I want to say 2009. So I'm still working at the bank. You know, we lose all this value in the home, but you know, everything is all good. We, you know, we, we, we still sort of like budget, you know, budgeted for, um, to make the monthly payments. So we were still making the payments. Everything was all good. Uh, right around 2009, um, I wrote my first book, Mind Right, Money Right: Ten Laws of Financial Freedom. Um, and at the time, I just kind of had this bug for entrepreneurship. Um, and so just to just kind of take it back a little bit, you know, I grew up in a single-parent home. Uh, you know, grew up in a projects in Harlem, St. Nicholas projects, and so I didn't really have any role models, anybody in business that could teach me, and I no mentors, anything like that. Um, and so when I had, you know, I knew I had a passion uh, to teach about to teach money, and so you know, I you know, I wrote this. Book book uh, I started doing speaking engagements was traveling was making some money and so I decided to take a leap of faith and just leave my, uh, my, my my bank position and I was making six figures at the time uh managing a branch um and I you know decided to to jump out the window I said you know i i, I I'm passionate wait what about <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I jumped out the window I was uh you know i I just not literally no, 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 no. That was, that's a figuratively speaking, you know. Because that was happening.
2: I I mean, it was, it was troubling times. Yeah,
3: it was troubling times. Right. But, but think about this though. Even during that troubling time, I, I quit my job right? I got, like I said, you know what? I have this passion for financial education. And so, you know, I want to tour, I, you know, I was getting a uh, good publicity. I was on, you know, Black Enterprise, 97, I was doing a lot of interviews. And so at the time I thought fame equals money. I said, whoa, you know, pe- people know me now. And so, you know, I'm going to make money now. Right. And so I just prematurely decided to quit my job. Um, and once I did that, um, I was making some money as an entrepreneur, but I wasn't making enough to manage everything. Uh, wasn't making enough to manage my bills, none of that stuff. Um, and so you know, uh, things started to catch up, and you know, I, I we couldn't afford the mortgage anymore. Um, and so you know, I, I, like I literally remember, uh, it was like 2010, 2011 ish. Uh, in fact, if you if if you look at my Facebook page. You will see that I threw myself a retirement party oh in 2010 <laughs> because I retired from <laughs> banking. I was like, I'm retiring from banking. I'm going to start this new career. I was just I was just about to turn 30. So 2010, uh November 2010 was my 30th birthday uh and 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 so I threw myself a retirement party, a 30th uh birthday retirement party. That's how Full of myself. The
2: universe <laughs> was just like, mm, we about to show.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yes, like
1: we finna yeah. show you at you know, like, you know that- we're the same, we're the same age. I didn't realize that, but go ahead.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, universe was like, wait, hold on, hold on. Watch, 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 watch. let me show, let me show this guy, right? Um, and so yeah, shortly after, I want to say, you know, uh uh, not sure, but maybe like six, six or seven months afterwards, um, I started to realize that I wasn't making as much money as an entrepreneur as I as I was in my nine to five. Um, I didn't plan, um, you know, I didn't plan accordingly. Uh, my mother in law was staying with us at the time, and so you know, when everything was going on, um, you know, we had to. Make a decision, right? We we had this mortgage um, that we couldn't afford. The home was wasn't worth what what we were paying, um, and so we we were missing out on payments. They were gonna you know put the house on foreclosure, um, and so we we did a, a you know we contacted the bank and we did what what's called a deed in lieu of foreclosure, where we put the the home up um, for short sale, um, and so that that way if someone buys a the home then we wouldn't um, you know we wouldn't have to have you you know anybody knocking on our door and you know come coming to take the house. Um and the most embarrassing part of it was that I was still the hottest I ever was though, right? My book was still selling. I was still on radio, I was still on television, I was still doing all this stuff. But you know, you know, in 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 real life, you know, I'm struggling I'm about to lose my home. My neighbors are coming up to me like, Ash, what's going on? Why are you selling the house? And what's you know, and so it was like not only the worst time, that I had, but also the most embarrassing, but the most humbling, you know, and I'm happy it happened because if you fast forward um, during that time, I, you know, I kind of like I ate humble pie, I said, you know what, I need to go back to work and so, you know, good thing I had a great resume still. Um, and so, you know, I decided that, you know, why struggle, right? Why, uh, struggle unnecessarily, uh, decided to go back to work. And so I, you know, got a, got a, a branch manager position at Citibank, uh, managing one of their branches in Harlem, um, was making good money again. Um, and so, you know, now I'm, I'm living, right? Like now we can afford the mortgage. Um, but at the time, uh, you know, fast shot to President Obama had the uh, making home affordable uh, program. Um and so we, you know, we, we're we in short short sale. We qualify um and so we apply for it. Um and what 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 essentially what it did was anybody who had a mortgage that was underwater, uh, they would they would uh, if you qualify, they would recalibrate the loan so that you would uh, now uh, they would forgive you for the excess amount. Right. And so, you know, at the time, let's say, you know, my mortgage was 407,000, um, got, got rid of the, the excess, you know, one hundred and fifty. 50. Um, uh, and so now, you know, my mortgage is now 250,000. Um, and so, you know, you know, now I have a job, you know, you know, making, making money again. And so my mortgage payment went, to, went from close to $3,000, uh, to now like $1,200 or 1100, some, somewhere along those lines. Um, and, and the great thing that happened with that was we had a two-family house and, you know, my mother-in-law was staying with us. And so now once we went through the whole uh, short sale process, she decided to move out. And so we also, you know, now when the, uh, when the home was, uh, w- w- was was refinanced or, or when, they, when they redid the loan, we're now paying a $250,000 loan plus we have an apartment downstairs that we can rent out. Um, And so it was a a double blessing. Right. So now we were able to save the home. uh, We could afford the mortgage. But now we found a tenant, someone to live in the home. And they were they were paying us eleven hundred dollars in rent. Um, And so, you know, this this curse, right, this thing that was almost the worst thing that could have ever happened to us wound up being a blessing because our, you know, out of pocket expense for the mortgage was less than one hundred dollars, one hundred, two hundred dollars. And that was it. And so the money that we would have spent on – or we would have used on the mortgage, we're now able to save and start to rebuild our uh, our account.
2: I mean that's the key difference, the fact that you guys had invested in a two-family home so you had the Mm -hmm. ability to rent it because like at the same time home values were dropping, demand for rent was going up. So shout out, let's pour one out for the uh, the home yes. affordable modification plan, which was the program you guys took advantage of. It's no longer offered, but let's pour one out for it. Um thank God you guys took advantage of it when you did because that was you know a huge game changer,
3: yeah, no, absolutely. and it was it was it was like a you know at first we were like, man, this is too good to be true, uh but no, we we accepted the blessing, you know, it, you know, I ate my humble pie, learned from it um, and it really made me appreciate or or, or that's what opened my eyes. Um, to you know, residual income and 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 having your money work for you because you know again you know having that I mean it wasn't really foresight but you know for us it was more about you know babysitting we were like all right let's get this two family house so you know mother in law could stay with us could help us out when we need you know when when, when we need babysitting uh, but it actually wound up you know helping us uh, because that that extra that extra apartment you know allowed us to to create a source of a, a source of income and so now we weren't only relying on our physical labor, but we were actually relying on, you know, you know, uh, uh, residual income through, through rental payments.
1: Uh, that's awesome. It's a way to turn something that could have been like the worst possible thing into something that ended up being like a, a positive change for you and your family.
3: No, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: I was going to say, you've dodged this bullet. You've saved your
2: home. You guys are in good shape. You have a rent, you have rental income coming in, your mortgage, li- you know, your share of the mortgage is shrinking. You're back to launching your own business. Um, can you talk about sort of the the years following the loan modification when you were getting back on your feet?
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. So so you know through you know after that happened, again, it, you know I, you know a couple of things happened, right? First, I realized that the reason why um I needed to humble myself was because I was making it about me. Uh, when 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 I when I came when, when I started to to my journey on of, of personal finance and teaching about edu- financial education, it felt good helping people, helping people manage their money, helping people learn how to uh, you know be better stewards of their money and change their mindset. Um, and but but the moment where I started getting a little notoriety, getting a little fame, I started making it about me, and that's mm-hmm. when you know the rug got pulled over from under my legs. Um, but now I realized my second go round, it was like you know what, this is not about you. Uh, you you know, now that you have this new added, you know, humbleness, but this this story, this uh, this this obstacle that you overcame now, now you're able to use that um, to help people. Even further, and full disclosure, Tiffany, you know this already, but I'll but I'll say it again. Um, you know, it was actually Tiffany who gave me the courage to to even have a conversation about about this because for a long time, when I was, you know, I you know, I, I never spoke about it. You know, we're I still remember. doing my speak speaking engagements. I was still going out there. You know, not pretending that everything was okay, but I just was omitting the fact that I, you know, that I understood where people were coming from from a foreclosure perspective, and. I remember one time, just you know, listening to Tiffany, um, you know, on on a on a on a video chat, and she started, you know, talking about how she was going through foreclosure and all, you know lost her home, and I was like, wait, I'm like, I remember you hit me up, you were like, no, no, I no. was like, yo, you the budgetista, like how you out here <laughs> spilling all the tea, you know, um, but but I, but I realized, you know, that transparency was what what uh, is what made people and continues to make people fall in love with her and her message. Um, and so from that point on, I was like, you know what? I'm actually gonna be more transparent. Uh, and 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 the honest truth was the moment I started to add that as part of my story, um it now sort of like, you know, broke down a wall, right? Because before I was going in there as, you know, the guy who, you know, grew up in the hood and, you know, worked in banking and became a successful banker. And that was the end of the story. And now I'm teaching you how to change, you know, how to get out of your circumstance. But, you know, now the story shifted from this guy who grew up in the hood, became a successful banker, and then, you know, ruined his credit, ruined his, uh, you know, ruined his, his, almost ruined his life, financial life, uh, by, you know, by, by not making the right decisions. And so started sharing that story, um, you know, now that, you know, we have the extra income, uh, you know, from not having to pay a mortgage, you know, we're saving more, we're investing more, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're buying other properties. Right. And so now we are realizing the, the power of real estate. And so we've, you know, we're buying, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, income-producing properties. Um, you know, my my business is is flourishing. Um, I'm writing books, and so by that time, so 2009, I wrote my first book. By 2013, I want to say I had three books, uh, which is uh, you know, I had Taylor's Way, which is a book I wrote with my daughter, Life Lessons uh, Learned Through the Eyes of a Three-Year-Old. But then I wrote. Um, what the FICO, which was one of my, my, which is still one of my best-selling books, uh, what the FICO 12 steps to repairing your credit. Um, and so from there, my business just started to, to take off in such a way where, you know, I have income coming from our primary residence because we're, we're renting that out. Uh, we had one more, you know, one other property I was a co-op, uh, that we're getting income from. Uh, we have, you know, my wife and I, um, you know, have that, uh, we had our, uh, you know, my books were, were making money. I was traveling from a speaking, you know, make, making steady income from speaking. Um, and so I decided to, to take another leap, um, and, and decided, you know, after the credit union, um, you know, it, it was a great opportunity. I, I was, I want to say one of the youngest CEOs of a federally chartered bank at the time, uh, I was 32, yeah, 32 at the time. Uh, but after that I decided to, to, to jump out the window again, not literally, but you know, uh, take a leap of faith, um, and started the, started my business. And then, you know, now it was, it was, uh, it was, it was, it worked, it was more steady. Right. One of the things I want to point out for, for, for everybody, for the listeners, um, is that I believe that the second time around, uh, the reason why it was more successful i i was more successful as an entrepreneur uh was because i took care of the basics um you know the first time around i was you know i jumped with a leap and a prayer right i didn't i didn't really properly pl- plan um i didn't have enough money saved up uh to take care of my you know my my my, my basic necessities and so not being able to take care of the basic necessities had me uh, you know, had me worrying and, and that space in my mind to, uh, I, I didn't have enough space to flourish. I didn't have enough space to be a uh, entrepreneur, uh, and, 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 and fully develop my business the way I want to, because I was worrying about the basics. Uh, this time around, you know, I had the basics covered, right? My, my shelter, food, you know, I knew how my daughter was going to go to school, you know, all the basics were, were, were covered. Um, and so now when I, when I decided to become an entrepreneur, um, it, it freed up so much space in my mind, right? And that's why I always talk about mind right money right mind right life right if your mind is right it, it allows you to do other things um and so yeah i ju- you know w- was, was was able to uh become a full-time entrepreneur and you know have been been on that journey ever since
2: well let's take a quick break and then i want to come back and hear about how one day you had a fateful knock on the door of the house that you saved from foreclosure and decided to sell we'll take a quick break and come back with ash cash
1: this is the part that's really fascinating because it sounds very Oprah-esque. I don't know if you know, but my auntie Oprah, um, when she bought her ranch in Montecito, it's in California. Um, she, that house was not for sale. Oprah was like, yeah, cute, but I want it. And so she knocked on the family's door or I'm sure her representatives did and said, Oprah wants to buy your house. And they were of course like, Yes, um, because you know she made them an offer that that they could not refuse, and that happened to you. It was not Oprah, mm. but it was someone who was willing to pay you a good amount of money. Tell us about that day,
3: man, so you know the 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 house continues to be continue to be a blessing uh you know one day you know i'm I'm getting my my, my daughter you know ready for school um and we're on our way out and there's this guy you know going door to door knocking on people's door um and he's you know just introducing himself and so as I'm about to leave the house, I see him he's walking up to me um and so now you know i you know we we we, we make eye contact and the first thing it's funny the first thing i I, I saw was his suit right he had a nice suit on. It was, you know, nice and polished. And I was like, hey, that's a nice suit, brother. And he was like, you know, thank you. And I automatically thought that he was a... um A politician, right? Because, you know, in my neighborhood, it's a, you know, it was a middle class neighborhood. A lot of, you know, a lot of politicians come over around election time to introduce themselves and, you know, ask us, you know, how things are going and, you know, wanting our votes and stuff. Um, And so, you know, the gentleman uh, said to me, he said, hey, uh, if I can get you top dollar for your home, would you sell? And, you know, I, I looked and I was like, nah, you know, uh, we had no intention of selling, no intentions of moving. um. And so we, we you know, I, you know, I I, I politely declined. It was like, nah, you know, we're not thinking about, you know, selling anything like that. He gave me his card. He said, if you ever, you know, if you know anybody who's selling or anything like that, uh, you know, definitely give me a call. I was like, perfect. We'll do drop my, my daughter off to school, came back home. Uh bumped, you know, saw my wife and I said, Hey, baby, let me, uh, you know, this guy just walked up. Um, he gave us this card. He asked, you know, if, if if we were interested in selling a home. And so we both looked at each other and we were like, you know what? The house next door was on, you know, w- was was on sale. Um, I want to say nine, ten months, um, and it never sold. Like people would go in there, people would look at the house, but it never sold, never sold. Um, and we were like, man, this house is just priced too high. I'm like, there's there's no way, you know, that they're gonna sell the house. For what what they wanted because it was you know it was also a two family, but they didn't have an attic like we had an attic right mm-hmm. and so they only had you know like two bedrooms downstairs we had just put a you know put some money into the house we had an attic and because my son was just born, my son is three now. Uh, but he was, you know, he was, uh, when he was like one years old, we were like, you know what, we need to start, uh, you know, making more room. And so we took the attic and we redid the whole attic. We put about $30,000 into the home. Uh, we, we created two new bedrooms upstairs. Uh, we, we created a, a, you know, we, we created it into a duplex, right? So it went from being a two family home with a, a two bedroom, one bath upstairs and a one bedroom, one bath downstairs. And now we upgraded it to a four bedroom, one bath. And so my wife and I said, you know what, we should just put this house on the market to see what happens, to see how much, um, you know, we'll get offered for it, especially with this new addition that we made. So we put the house, uh, you know, you know, on 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 the market and didn't really think anything was going to happen. Within six days, we got an offer for exactly what we were looking looking for. And just to kind of, you know, uh, you know, give you give you perspective was that we uh, you know, the house was 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 was, uh, you know, uh, modified for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. But throughout the years, our equity started to increase now. And so now the house was worth, you know, in in the four hundred range. And then now because we added that addition, we said, you know what, we're going to sell the house for four forty. And then six days later. We got an offer for 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 four hundred and forty thousand exactly. You know what we asked for, um, and it, it was a blessing, right? Because when you think about it, you know we had the loan modification, and so now the house was underwater, and then now we were we were made right. But now, you know, we're at a space where we're looking at you know coming up with with you know a six figure check to sell to sell this home, pay off our mortgage. And, you know, figure out what we want to do if we decided to move. Um, And then my wife, you know, my wife has family in the South, has always talked about, you know, you know, moving down South. Um, And so we said, you know what, maybe we should we should kind of take a look at this. Maybe we should take this seriously. Um, And we decided to take a trip down to, you know, was two options. We were either going to, you know, go to Atlanta or, uh, Charlotte. And, you know, you know, one of the great things about, uh, being an entrepreneur and, and being at this space of my life, uh, was that, I, you know, it it didn't really matter you know, where I live, uh, because majority of my income was either from, um, you know, working remotely doing, you know, writing articles, things of that nature. Um, but then also I travel a lot, you know, going, you know, traveling throughout the country, you know, I mainly speak at colleges, uh, teaching financial education. And so it didn't really matter, you know, where I lived. Uh, and my, my wife is an HR consultant, so she was working from home as well. And so we were like, why are we paying? All this money in New York when we don't have to be here. Uh, long story short, we went to Atlanta. Um, you know, spent a the week there. Was looking at the uh, the amount of, of 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 square footage we can get uh, for less than what the house you know what we were paying in New York, um, and it was sort of like a no brainer. So we decided to. Uh, make the move, not nothing planned. Uh, we literally, we sold the house in, so, so, so let me tell you the timeline. We sold the house, uh, September 12th, right? So September 12th, we sold the house September 13th. We're on the road down to, uh, Atlanta. Uh, it was a 13-hour trip. We stopped one time, so we got down there uh, September 14th. We stayed in the Airbnb as we were looking for different homes. We closed on a new home in October, so a month later we we, wow. we closed on a new home. Uh, and now we're, we're, we're living... Uh, we're living we're living a good life. Right? I was gonna say that. Ain't to work with you. <laughs> Oh man. But he's yes. still very
2: humble, universe. Don't don't Yeah, yeah. I know don't yes, start. universe. <laughs> yes, universe. My
3: you know, you know, please, right? The, the the work. You know, I do put the people first. You know, I still put the people first. Uh but yeah, but but yeah, no, definitely living living a great a great life in the in, in, in the south. Yeah, that's all had you like did you you didn't have any family down there? No, no family. Um, you know, I, I had, you know, some connections, you know, from the work I've done, um, you know, you know, you can see your stats. And so Atlanta was my second. Um, so New York, you know, obviously was my biggest market, but but Atlanta was the second biggest market uh, mm. as far as like followers and people who purchase, you know, who support my business. Um and so that was one of the reasons why I wasn't reluctant. I was like, "Ah, oh, you know what? I'll, you know, I'll figure it out, you know." And and I and I knew, you know, uh, you know, Atlanta's the the real the real Wakanda <laughs> uh, of the United <laughs> States, right? So like a lot of people, um, you know, a, a lot of black and brown people are are um you know, are thriving in Atlanta. Uh, they work together, and you know, they work together. It's 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 a lot of love, um. And so that was one of the reasons I said, you know what? Let you know it's I'm willing to make that move. Um. And 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 so far it's been working out.
2: Well, say hey to my hometown
3: for me. Hey, yeah. When I when I found out that you were from the south, man. And and and, and you're in New York. And I'm not gonna rub it in. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not gonna do that. Mm. I'm not the type of guy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, Mandy. I'm not gonna do. that. I'm not gonna rub it in. But But you know what it's like, you know, like, you know, that here is. Man, the cost of living is awesome.
2: Whatever. If you, what, who needs space in a, in a two-car garage? Who needs that? It's
3: <laughs> a <laughs> garage. Like, you know, like my, like my, my bathroom is, 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 is the size of, of my old apartment. You know what I'm saying? Wow. You know. It's like, <laughs> who a backyard?
1: I mean, right? I mean, can't in a backyard, do they? I really think that's overrated.
2: Who cares <laughs> that your house is half as much as mine and three times as big? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I made my yeah. choices and I'm
3: <laughs> so happy with them. But the South you whenever, whenever, and, and if you and if you want me to have the talk, you know, i you know, I could, I could talk to your husband and we could, you know, we could kind of figure something out. I'm
2: saying because I've been saying I'm married to a New Yorker. He's not going to move. But look at
3: you. You're as New York as they come. I mean, as New York as they come.
2: <laughs> All of them born and
3: raised, 129th Street, Eighth Avenue. <laughs> oh, D I say, I say all that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like, yeah, I'm New York as they come, but I think that, you know, and, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you the secret. What, what, what you, what, what you have to do is y- y'all gotta just come down here, just sneak, you know, just sneak down here, just come visit your family, do something. We got
2: married down uh, there. That didn't work.
3: But here's what oh, it comes
2: down to. Here's the truth, child care. So his mother is here and she, you know, they're going to be the primary grandparents. So I think when you're having, it's like you you, you and your wife stay close to home when you had a kid. Right, right. And I think a lot of people like young couples are thinking the same thing. So for me, it's I would save money by moving to the A, but I'm not dropping my kids off at my dad's house. Are you kidding me? They're going to die. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I'm trying to live up here where they have, you know, the Dominican Abuelita, grandmother of their dream. Abuelita, right? yes. Abuelita, yes, yes, so, <laughs> yes. So I'm going to save on childcare by staying here, but I get, you know, it's, you know, you have to balance those things, but you bring up a really good point about the fact that a lot of people, if you're working remotely, you can work from anywhere. Um, And, you know, I'm not in that situation right now, but there's people on my team who work remote and the opportunities are, are out there for people who work remote, especially in this job market. I feel like a lot of employers are having to bend their own traditions or rules to, to, to give, you know, let people be independent. Location-independent because the market is so hot and it's hard to find people for jobs today.
3: Right, absolutely. I think that's a great point. And then when you think about it, you know, you, you know, the the money that uh, you have to command could be different if you go to a place where the, the co- you know cost of living is lower right so someone you know from, from an employer's perspective you know having that flexibility allowing you know employees to work remotely but then also if that employee understands you know you know do i have to be in, in a in a major metropolitan city do i have to spend you know the, this this money uh to live and you know that 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 also uh, you know allows that flexibility as well
1: if you can look back i mean is there anything that you would change and, and do differently or you're like that the end totally justified the means.
3: No, and, and d- definitely justifies the means. Uh, the one, the one thing I, I always say um, is that the good, the bad, and the ugly all work in your favor. Um, and so sometimes, when you know, I, I don't believe in negative and positive, like negative things happening to you, because I think that as long as you have breath in your body, uh, you're, you know, you you always have a. a, a you know opportunity to do do things different um and everything just serves as a lesson and so for me i you know you know you know yes somebody would have been like man you know maybe i would have done this differently but if you think about it you know honestly if i would have never thrown myself that you know that 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 retirement party if i never uh, decided to, you know, quit my job cold turkey. I would have never, you know, fell back, you know, fell behind in, in, in my mortgage. Uh, you know, I would have never had that that uh, loan re- remodification. And that re- loan re- uh, remodification is what led to, you know, my my home increasing in value that also allowed me to sell the home and and walk away uh, with, with some money in hand and be able to purchase another home uh, for half the price, triple the size. Um, and so, all of that, it was all, it, it it was all a sequence. And so if I took any of that back, if I just said, man, I wish this, this didn't happen. And I changed anything about it. I would probably still be in New York. I would probably still be in the same home. Um, but instead, you know, I was, I was given a, a new opportunity. Um, and, and, you know, more importantly than me, cause I was, I was fine in New York, but I think, um, you know, now, you know, you know, watching my wife happy because she has family down here. I um, and she always wanted to be here. You know, my daughter, she's ten now. You know, she loves her school. She's the New York girl, so she's like real popular, you know. Yeah, real popular in school. She loves it. You know, my, my, my son, you know, he's three now. Um, and and he, you know, he's he has a lot of energy. He's and a so New York have- toddler. Yeah, you know, and so he, you know, now he has a lot of energy. He's able to run and 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 enjoy himself. And so I think that um, you know, all all, all lessons um, are blessings. And so I, I definitely wouldn't change anything. Um, and and I'm happy that things happened exactly the way they did.
2: All lessons are blessings. I love people who can speak in bumper stickers.
3: Yes, that you're is good Ash, at that. Ash. that is yes, Ash. yes,
1: yes, Ash, What is what is your 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 full name? Ash is short for.
3: No, it's just Ash. Ash Exantus. Oh, so, oh, your your middle name is Exantis. No, my last name is Exantus. and my first name is Ash. It's just Ash. Really? Uh, like on yeah, your yeah. birthday? Yeah, yeah. So my so my parents so my parents are from uh, from Haiti, so I'm Haitian. Hey. Uh, and yeah. So so Ash is a uh, is a Haitian name, uh, which 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 uh, legend tells it that I'm named after the water boy. So so there was a water boy. Uh, in Haiti, uh, that my mom, you know, my mom, it was my mom's water boy. I um, mean, his name was Ash, and that's you know that wound up being my name. Um, Must have been some good water. <laughs> no, exactly. Now, 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 that I say that out loud, I'm like... did what he
2: save I'm you gonna... from <laughs> drowning <laughs> or something? I'm like, hey, stop. It's, 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 are
3: you really, are you really my dad? Or, or, or? Oh my <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> what this water boy, hold on. <laughs> now, now that I say it out loud, it might, it might be something to that. But uh,
2: listen, parents lie. You should know. You have two kids. Don't you lie? <laughs>
3: right, right. Absolutely, absolutely.
2: Well, tell oh, tell oh, the Brown Ambition yeah. fam where they can find you, Ash. Online, yeah. on the social, let them know.
3: Yes, so you can uh, go to my website, IamAshCash.com. You can follow me on all social media platforms. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, the same handle, IamAshCash. And I'm very active, so you can find me either on the website or or on social media.
1: Okay, Ash. Yes, you are consistent through and through. I am a testament to your heart and soul, and you really do just pour in to the people that you serve, so Atlanta is really lucky to have you.
3: Uh, thank you so much. No, I appreciate that.
1: Thank you so much.
2: Thanks for coming on the show, Ash.
3: Thank you, Mandy. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you for having me. Thank you, listeners, for you know, I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm very loud and, and yelling and stuff. So thank you for. Uh, I know. Is your <laughs> wife
2: like shut up?
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So she's like the total opposite. So she's like very calm and you know mild mannered. But yeah, I'm like the the big outgoing guy. Uh, So thank you, listeners, for for dealing with me. But, you know, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. Um. Yes,
1: New York stand up.
3: Yeah, it's <laughs> trying to imagine if you and Tiff were
2: both co hosts. Oh, oh my God. no, it,
1: maybe, maybe, me, I had Ash on inside so the Literature Academy, and Ask the Expert. Yo, that fire, you know, that, yo, I literally, I think I fell asleep at the computer afterwards. I expended so much energy, more <laughs> fire, more it was, fire. It was, <laughs> but honestly, it's like the number one Ask the Expert. Everyone loves that one. Um, that session, it was so much. I think, I mean, I can't even watch the whole way through because it's exhausting, <laughs> but in an some way. So, yeah, no, it would be, you know, it would just be yelling back and forth. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>